Good morning, Monday the 26th. We had some fun yesterday. Bad luck. And we're going to have some fun today with some interesting games. We've got baseball and Monday Night Football to look at. You know, quick rehash yesterday. you got Seattle. Turned a great baseball day into a okay baseball day, winning money. But a Atlanta, uh, uh, the Seattle Mariners lose an 11-2 lead. A nine-run lead late, relatively late in the game, and you blow it. And in football, talk about bad bounces, really bad kicks. Two kickers cost us two wins on same-game parlays. They weren't going to cover the spread in either case at local X. We're going to lose half the bet, but we would have split those bets by winning the other half on the same-game parlay. I'm not going to get into all the details, but there was pretty egregious uh, extra point length field goals or less, and they, those those do get missed. And that is part of the part of the game. If your field goal kicker can't get that, that's well, you're betting for or against that. So anyway, let's not cry over the spilled milk. It was let's just say that it would have been nice if, when you get crappy play like that, that some of it works for you and some of it works against you, rather than three working against you all in the same day. But we have to move on from that. That's why you have bet control and you don't chase. So let's get into baseball and do that real quick. And then we'll talk about football, which, of course, was already posted uh, yesterday for the uh, whole weekend. All right, so the game that makes the most sense here is Baltimore at Boston. I do like the Atlanta game, too, but I'll get into that in a second. So Baltimore is a 110 underdog, so we're getting plus 110, and that's the right play because it's the wrong team favorite. It should be minus 130 for Baltimore rather than Boston. So we'll take the value there. Where is the value coming from? Well, it's coming from the fact that the Baltimore team is better than the Boston team. They're playing with purpose yet. They would like to be above 500 for the season, and they're close at 79 and 73. Boston is done. Yeah, they could still. They're 72 and 80. They could still be a 500 team. They won't be. They know that. They've stopped playing. They've lost five in a row. They got a rookie pitcher going in Connor Siebold, who's got a 10.47 ERA and a 2.20 WHIP on the season. Obviously, the small sample size, because he's only been up for a handful of games, is tainted. But playing at home is not really going to help him here, considering it's a run. It's not a run retarding. It's a it's a run a run additive environment. So he's not going to do well there. Lyle is more of a veteran. He knows how to pitch in Boston. He's not going to pitch that well which is why I'd lean the over here. I'll get to that in a second. In any event, you're looking at a pitcher superior. It's not that he's a great pitcher, but he's going to pitch much superior in this game. Superior team, superior uh, momentum. And Boston coming off five straight losses. They're, they're not going to just automatically improve. Uh, and it's all road games coming back. That first home game typically is in disarray. It could be sleep at the wheel. Long story short, it's Baltimore plus 110. Only half a unit, our smallest play. Now we'll add another play, but we have to add something that makes sense to us. So now we're going to take Baltimore plus one and a half in a same game parlay, and we'll pair it up with over six and a half. Again, I like the over in this game, and I like it a lot, but because of the possibility of extremely poor output from Boston, particularly, I don't want to risk that on a standalone bet, but I feel very comfortable it gets over six and a half. And then we can have Boston somehow sneak one out. In this case, the theory would be four to three. Boston wins one at home, but Baltimore plus one and a half over six and a half at plus 100 is money. And then finally, we'll get something going with Atlanta. We're going to add it to this bets that we've already done, but again, we want to add more 
security to the Baltimore side rather than just blindly adding more. And by the way, that last game was also the last bet was also a half unit, the, the uh, same game parlay. But now for one unit, and this is mostly because of Atlanta, we're going to take Baltimore plus two and a half. And still the same over six and a half. That's the lowest number I can tease it to to take over. Otherwise, it'd go lower yet and then go over that number. So Baltimore plus two and a half over six and a half. And we're adding, this is the same game parlay extra or plus. We're adding Atlanta money line to that. And we're getting plus 149 on the whole bet. We're going to do it for a full unit. Atlanta is going to win their game. Now, why am I not betting on Atlanta alone? It's just too expensive. I don't like to do that. Anything could happen, and when anything can happen, I'd rather be losing a positive bet, plus 149, than losing a minus 270, 280 type bet in the realm of anything can happen. That's just more logical. The value is the same. This doesn't make it any more less likely or more likely for a win slash loss. It's just that you're using capital preservation in a much more efficient manner than putting that huge number out there but yet the value is exactly the same as far as whether they should win or not. Okay, so what are we doing there? Why do I like it? And why do I not want to bet them on a loan? Again, the price. Now, why not the run line? Still the price, minus 140. And these teams have shown that there's probably not, it's less likely to have a margin of victory here. The victory will be Atlanta, but yet they're not showing a, a major ability of late both the team and the pitcher's performance of late to cover by more than one. Vice versa, the pitcher and the team for Washington is not showing a huge amount of losses by more than one. But yet, this is a game that Atlanta will win. Pitching, huge pitching advantage. It's not home for them, but they're actually playing for something. They're playing for their division. It's one of the few teams left that you can say they're playing for the division crown not just a playoff spot or playoff seating because they're definitely they're in the playoffs it's it's actually for the division now and washington's done they're, they're, there's nothing viable going on with them so adding atlanta there is valuable now let's go on to the nfl game again this was all talked about yesterday and i'm not going to change it just want to add a little uh extra talk to it so i had talked about it probably dallas 20 new york 13 was my prediction on the score I stand pretty much there. I will say that it, the two teams that the Giants have beaten, I had qualified as being extremely weak, but yet both of them won yesterday. So that does give me more credibility on the Giants' side. Makes me a little nervous. But yet Dallas has the same effect. You know, for example, the Bengals looking like a really good team again, although they're only playing the Jets, but they're looking, they looked very well. And that's... Pretty much what I talked about is that the matchup for Burrow was poor. Playing the Pittsburgh defense and the Dallas defense, those were the defenses that he should not want to play, that style of defense. And so when he got to play the Jets, all of a sudden he's looking like a world beater again. So I, I like both these teams to be a slightly better after we can see the results of the, the opponent's strength from yesterday. That doesn't change much then. You still got Dallas as a much more opportunistic defense against a quarterback that's not going to play well against that defense. This is the same situation. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, is not going to be throwing dimes against the Dallas defense. He's going to get harassed. There's likely to be several sacks, 
and, a, and, a, and at least a pick or two, I would think, here. And there might be some strip sack fumbles. It, it, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good for New York. So that's why I have them scoring on the low side. Uh, but yet under 39, as I mentioned, is a play. It's not as strong, believe it or not, as I felt before. And that's a little bit because of the strength of, I think, both of these offenses, believe it or not, are slightly better than they're looking, which isn't hard to do. Uh, the Giants is one-dimensional. Dallas, with all their injuries, starting quarterback being the biggest one, is not one-dimensional like Saquon Bar Barkley and the Giants. That's what they have. That's what their team is. Dallas appears to be getting their other quote-unquote number one receiver back. Allegedly, they had three, right? Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Gallup. And then they let Cooper go do the price, thinking they have two number ones. But yet the other number one, elect, you know, quote-unquote, air quote number one. They're, not, they're certainly not great number ones, any of the three. But um, he should be playing. So that adds another dimension there. And Cooper Rush is not terrible like people thought. It's probably, believe it or not, I would give the advantage in quarterback to Dallas over the Giants with Jones. As sad as that sounds, he's their starting quarterback, but he's not as good as Cooper Rush. Some of that might be the system, too, let's be fair. But yet, if you have Saquon Barkley in your backfield, you should look better than you actually are. So who knows? But anyway, so Dallas money line was also the play. Just take them to win the game. Now, if your book that you're playing, it has them at plus one at almost the same price as the money line will then take the plus one. You never know because that's uh, logical. Now, um, another tease bet. And this one I can't remember if I talked about yesterday or not was to do Dallas plus. I did talk about this one. Dallas plus four and a half and under 47 and a half. So now we're looking Yeah, because I talked about the trade off in this specific scenario. We're looking at that touchdown versus field goal trade off where you can lose by four then and still win the bet and under 47 and a half considering it's eight and a half points better than the original line i like that one then if you want to get a little extra fun in there if you want to do a three-leg same game play you could add cowboys to get one or more one at least one sack in other words and move that from minus 105 to plus 120 for just getting a sack Micah Parsons has got two each of the first two games, and this game sets up for similar harassment of the quarterback. So you can add a nice little extra money on there. You're adding risk. It's always possible they don't get one. That's why it's paying you more to, to take it, but it, it's good value to do that. And uh, that's it.